the new channel. The new channel. Hashtag TNC now. The views, opinions, and insights expressed in the following shows are those of the host, producers, guests, and viewers. They do not necessarily reflect the position of the channel. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to the new channel. Our passion transforms a community that sees all things new. I am Zaira Tomang and I'm streaming live from Quezon City. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening wherever you are in the world. And hi, I'm Joseph Sylvester and I'm streaming from Paranaque City and also good afternoon. Welcome to the world premiere of Blockchain News and Education on TNC. Hi, my name is Zaira Tuvang, and um, I'm very glad that I'm here right now with my co-founder and um, my very dashing debonair co-host, Sly. Um, I'd like to introduce my, myself first. Uh, I am uh, now venturing into the world of finance, and not only for, hopefully for myself, but for most of the Filipinos who would want to have financial freedom. But my background really is... Um, I'm a marketing and advertising expert, having closed about, let's just say, a couple of brands uh, under my belt the past five, six years. And um, my estate around 10 years now. Um, our uh, expertise mainly is to joint venture project, um, having about multi billion pieces of projects here in the country. So I am very excited to uh, introduce to you guys Crypto Chic. Um, our mission is to be enable um, a lot of, uh, of our uh, community to gain humanity to gain financial freedom through education, innovation, advocacies, and partnerships. And hopefully uh, you can see through us our a world where centralized finance and currency is integrated to the people's daily lives. All right. And hi, my name is Joseph Sylvester. Uh, I'm um, also known as Sly. Okay. Um, I'm a blockchain applications developer and an IT specialist. I've been doing IT for a little bit over 10 years and blockchain development and a community management for a little bit over three now. My expertise is basically, uh, as of right now, blockchain technologies, smart contracts, Web3 technologies, and my stance on crypto, yeah. I would like to build uh, basically a community of uh, you know students, users, 
and uh, people who are like-minded in terms of financial freedom as well. So with that being said, let's begin with today's episode while we uh, wait for uh, Miss Zyra to come back, okay? All right, so yes, we are professionals. Uh, we are professionals in our own field. So the show is geared towards preparing individuals and businesses who don't know what cryptocurrencies or blockchain technology is all about, or maybe are on the fence in terms of whether blockchain or blockchain technologies, cryptocurrencies, you know, it's right for me. That's what we're trying to answer on the show. But what we want to do to uh, for the audience is basically educate and un and help you understand these technologies, these cryptocurrencies at the most basic levels and how you can utilize them for your own needs. Okay? So, <clears throat> so let's start first with, um, we want to explain blockchain and cryptocurrencies and help people understand uh, what they're all about. Okay. So we do understand the cryptocurrencies have been around for over a decade, but not, uh, but not, it hasn't really started taking off until just recently. Okay. So if we can show that slide. Okay. So as you can see on this slide, basically, um, right around, let's say 20, 2009 is when Bitcoin kind of, uh, appeared. And then all of a sudden, it was probably around 2015, 2016, we start seeing a lot of interest. What you're basically seeing is basically wallet addresses being created uh, starting from 2010, moving onwards up until 2022. Okay. So um, although in terms of cryptocurrency, uh, the focus is mostly on crypto finance as of right now. I think everybody who is watching the show has heard of uh, cryptocurrencies and they're more introduced to cryptocurrencies or blockchain in terms of the financial part. Okay. So in the form of trading. Okay. So if we can show that. All right. Perfect. So we will go a bit into detail later in the show. However, if you missed anything that uh, we have said, or if there's anything that interests you, you know, we want you guys to come back to the episode and replay it and hopefully you'll uh, grasp some of the topics that we've been discussing in this episode okay so hi zara welcome back hey sorry about that uh, i guess one of the things that we need to improve in this country is our internet it's very important for our blockchain technology <laughs> very true very true <laughs> So, um, yeah, so one of the things when we talk about, you know, internet as being one of the biggest issues is that cryptocurrencies and blockchain technologies require internet. Um, again, it doesn't have to be fast. Fast is good though, okay? No one will complain <laughs> if it's fast. However, slow internet, of course, you know, you'll still make, you'll still have a communication with the blockchain. However, fast internet is always good. Yeah, don't you agree? Mm -hmm. Yes, to agree. Is this the reason why you guys are smart contract guys are coding it during at night? Because <laughs> it's faster? Well, surprisingly, if yeah, actually, because uh, less usage. However, um, just keep in mind, the normal day people who use the internet are kind of, you know, they're done. They're done with the work part. So what's left gamers, so and programmers like myself. Mm. But again, that's my personal opinion. Okay. <laughs> All right. So okay. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure they're all pumped up to know more. Uh, and I think some people might be lost or even so focused on the particular topic or any topic that we will discuss that they will forget other topics such as the Internet and when do you use it as we discussed is also very important. With cryptocurrency and blockchain technology, there are so many things out there that will blow up your mind that we will recommend viewers like you to come back and rewatch Crypto Chic episodes. So before we begin the show slide, can you please give a general overview of what we will be discussing today? Yeah, sure. So, uh, so the general overview, so let's begin. So there are a lot of topics we'll try to discuss on today's episode. 
So for example, let's talk about uh, one of the topics is we will discuss the brief history of uh, cryptocurrency. Okay. If you can show that slide, please. Mm. Okay. All right. And then uh, next after that would be understanding blockchain technology. Okay. Next what after that is, so yeah, so this is the history, understanding of the blockchain technology the impact of cryptocurrency and blockchain to the global market, such as individuals and businesses, you know, why they exist and why it matters for individuals and businesses. Mm, what are all coins? Yeah. Yeah. And we'll try to get through as much as we can uh, with this episode. So altcoins and stable coins, which blockchain suits you and what are crypto wallets and their purpose? Cool. Cool. So, Wow, ang dami no na. That was really quite a list. Parang ako palang ang naisip ko altcoins like crypto wallets. It looks so simple because I, you know, like physically have a wallet, but now you're talking about like crypto wallet. But I know the people who are watching us right now cannot wait to learn with us, and hopefully, you, the audience, are prepared. So, plan na ng papelat ballpen or your phone or um copy it like everything else that uh, we are talking about right now so you know we we believe that this is the best starting point for everybody especially those starting out on on the fence i mean you know when i started this youtube youtube lang ako eh, and some cryptocurrency blockchain gurus are just popping left and right but nobody really is uh interested to get to know me and what do i want and how do we connect it to blockchain? So we are really hoping in Crypto Chic Academy that you guys will talk to us so we would know more about you and what you want to do with blockchain so that we can educate you. So let's discuss a brief history on cryptocurrency. All cryptocurrencies all started out with Bitcoin as early as 2009. Can we please show that picture? There. Yeah, grab it. All cryptocurrencies started 2009. Some believe that Bitcoin was brought about the market crash of 2008. And speaking of markets, those people who's doing forex right now, nakaka-relate kayo ngayon, di ba? However, the statement is the most commonly discussed and accepted by mostly cryptocurrency communities and hardcore enthusiasts just like slide. Bitcoin was by Satoshi Nakamoto and whoever he is maybe he's watching us this could be an alias as a single person or maybe a group of people I don't know we don't know surface right now I mean there's a lot of people claiming that they are Satoshi Nakamoto but nobody can really prove that he is and what we do know is that Bitcoin has become a store of value and um, as it is a inflationary currency take note term deflationary what we need to understand is that all money around the world whether it's pesos philippine pesos US dollar japanese yen or any fiat currency is prone to inflation masakit man sabihin right now it really hurts right our inflation right now is gone crazy how much is the gas right now which means the value of the currency at certain point of time all longer has the same value from years later. So, example, when I was in high school, <laughs> okay, wag na natin compute, no? When I was in high school, <laughs> back then, it was roughly what? 10? 15? Actually, around 10 pesos, 50 ml. But as we move forward today, how much is a 500 ml Coke? 25, 30 pesos. Pag nasa BGC ka, times 2, times 3, right? So, what really happened? The purchasing power of our dear Philippine pesos devalued. So, what we have to do right now is to pay more of that to get the same thing of value. So, anong inalaman ng Bitcoin doon? Anong ginagawa ng Bitcoin doon? What Bitcoin does is that the inverse of which is deflation. Bitcoin, when it was roughly less than one peso in 2009, take note, 
one ha one peso piso back in 2009 and you count it right now 2020 now 2022 has now skyrocketed after a decade to roughly around 2 to 3 million pesos piso ha to 3 million pesos however it's roughly over 1 million pesos so pagpalagay na natin wag nang 2 to 3 to 1 million pesos in decade. Using the same example, using 500 ml Coke bottle in 90s, if Bitcoin and uh, it around like would uh, let's say 500 um, more or less 5 it has so to today and only mabakmento mahina ako sa mate who spend only um 0.000061 for BTC or Bitcoin which is roughly the cost nowadays for a 500 ml bottle of coke at the Sari Sari store which is now 15 pesos not all cryptocurrencies act the same way as Bitcoin okay don't get me wrong I mean we treat other cryptocurrencies as a store of value take note store of value those other cryptocurrencies we will all call altcoins to briefly summarize altcoins are cryptocurrencies that are not looked as a store of value but what represents is that the projects that are using blockchain technology so maybe you can show that picture again In a way, you can look at them as a stock or financial instruments, but in the realm of cryptocurrencies. Each altcoin represents a specific blockchain project. Let's take a look at two examples. My favorite, Ethereum and Solana. Now, we show again another picture of it side by side. Oh yeah. So there are many more out there, but these two represents an evolving technology. starting way back in 2014 with Ethereum blockchain. While the Solana blockchain is quite very recent, the blockchain was introduced publicly around 2020. So, two years old pa lang. Diba? But it was founded way back 2017 pa. Now, Ethereum introduced the concept of smart contract technology built into a cryptocurrency um, blockchain. So, again, going back smart contract by the way in crypto chic we write smart contracts ethereum not only has its own blockchain for transactions but users can use ethereum to build decentralized applications or what we call dapps with ethereum coin ranging from creating your own token to defi and nft applications now we can show that picture For Solana, it's the same concept as it borrows from understanding of Ethereum. Solana works the same way it has its own coin called Solana. And it's it has its own ecosystem where people can use the coin to token creation, to DeFi, to NFT, and smart contracts for storing value or storing data rather on the blockchain. Interesting, isn't it? So, Slide, what's your take on this? Yeah, so in a sense, I mean, as of today, we have roughly a little bit over 3,000 cryptocurrencies, and it's continuously growing. Okay? This combines not just the coins, but also the tokens, which make up cryptocurrencies. Okay? Mm. So, it's... it's It's pretty wild out there. It's basically the wild, wild west again, yeah? <laughs> um, so, yeah, so a little bit over 3,000 cryptocurrencies. So taking what you've just said, you know, let's understand the impact on cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology um, in regards to the Philippines, okay? Um, so, mm -hmm. yeah, crypto, so when we, when we talk about cryptocurrencies, 
um, what is known uh, to only a handful of people back around, let's say 2011, okay? Those are basically the early investors into cryptocurrencies. Basically at that point of time, mm -hmm. the, tech, the, uh, the understanding of blockchain technology wasn't quite there, but the financial aspect was actually understood, okay? And those who got in... Siyempre, pera, pera lang, eh, di ba? Oh, it's always going to be about money, you know, but, you know, that's that's who we are. We, you know, we're about the money. But at the same time, of course, again, we also teach the education part. So let me just show you this little side here. OK, so mm -hmm. in terms of, let's say, um, in terms of, you know, the amount of people back then, again, uh, I don't have any charts before 2019 for this one. However, what I'm trying to uh, convey in this chart is that people actually took the advantage. There was very little people very little people in terms of um, people buying up very cheap Bitcoins and then selling them off um, during the peaks, such as 2017, 2019, every 2022, 2021, something like that. So everyone's basically mm -hmm. the strategy here is that, you know, when we're introduced to cryptocurrencies, you know, everyone starts off as basically an, an investor. Okay. And as an investor, you know, it's a very simple mindset of you want to get in cheap to a technology. In this case, it's Bitcoin. And then basically mm -hmm. selling off high. It's a very common strategy, usually done by you know mm -hmm. Warren Buffett. The term that we use in the community is actually, it's called uh, HODL, which is hold on to dear life. Okay. Now, HODL. <laughs> yeah. So I think H-O-D-L, no? H-O-D-L, yeah. o -D -L, right? I-N-G. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, hodl. Uh, so basically, what happened during these times as cryptocurrency exchanges kind of like sprung out was that they introduced the concept of the spot market. So this is where people started actually buying up the cryptocurrencies. Okay. So again, the common idea or the common investment strategy way back when, uh, let's say Bitcoin hit basically a lot of the the now major exchanges was to Buy it low, sell it high on the exchange. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, as I mentioned, that um, a lot of cryptocurrency exchanges have come about just recently, um, especially with the inclusion of a lot of more wallets being created, a lot of more interest taking place on the financial side of cryptocurrency mm -hmm. and block uh, and blockchain. Okay. So mm -hmm. you have, you know, a lot of platforms open up. You got Binance, you got Bybit, and I can name a whole bunch right now, Kraken if you want. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> and what they've introduced and what they've introduced over time is the ability for, you know, traders to come in and do spot trading. Then after a couple of years, mm -hmm. they introduced, you know, uh, margin or leverage trading, followed by if you're an advanced trader, and this came actually more for from the Forex or from uh, more advanced markets, I'd say, uh, you know, they introduce perpetuals and futures trading, okay, which is kind of advanced. Wow, dominant in terms, but don't worry, they will be uh, guided, right? Yeah, they'll be guided. Um, but that will be for probably another episode. We'll explain more on those. How about that? Okay. Yeah, so, sure. yeah. So when we talk about today, individuals and businesses can take this opportunity to grow their portfolios okay, using either mm. a crypto wallet or using a centralized or decentralized exchange. Okay. And through the use of on-ramps and off-ramp services, and there's quite a lot here in the Philippines in terms of converting mm -hmm. um, fiat to crypto and then crypto to fiat or Philippine peso. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I, in a way, I, I think that kind of covers the basics on the financial side. So, Let's mm -hmm. take a look at the business impact of blockchain on industries. How about that? Mm. Yeah. yeah, sure. Bring it on. All right. So to understand, we must expose the elephant in the room, which is data privacy <laughs> and security. Okay. This yeah, is what actually... Yeah, favorite natin yun eh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. And it's, it's actually the most common questions uh, I get asked, okay? So when it comes to, let's say, blockchains like Bitcoin, Ethereum, Solana, like you mentioned, as well as other um, mm -hmm. known public blockchains, let me just mm -hmm. try to explain this. So what I've just mentioned is basically a public blockchain okay, 
basically allows anyone to view the transactions between wallet addresses and view. Okay, key here is everyone mm -hmm. can view the data publicly on sites uh, called block explorers. Every blockchain mm -hmm. out there will have its own, let's say, block explorer. Now, the most mm -hmm. notable example, okay, is let's say if you're using Ethereum, okay, they have their own mm -hmm. block explorer and it's called Etherscan. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Bitcoin. They will have its own block explorer. So that way anyone can view the transactions. Okay? Meaning this actually acts as a receipt. Okay? Now, oh, there's more. Yeah, there's more. And remember, <laughs> yeah. Now, here's the thing. Remember what I said, data privacy, privacy and security. I just mentioned that public blockchains, basically, this is, this is public. This, anyone can view this. Now, here's the thing. Nice. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, you have to understand, we're talking about business here. So most traditional corporate businesses do not like to expose <laughs> specifically this kind of data because this is like accounting data, if you think about it. Okay. Right. So, yeah. you know, it exposes private data regardless of the transactions if they're done anonymously, anonymously by a wallet address. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is a basic mm -hmm. wallet address on uh, for Bitcoin, okay? Now, please do not send any cryptos to this. This is basically an example, okay? So please don't send any cryptos. Say by end. No, 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 no. Just FYI, FYI. This is just a sample. Do not send anything to this QR code, please. Okay. Okay, so, great. <clears throat> now, however, in regards to public blockchains, for everyone else, uh, data privacy and security is not a concern because at the individual level, meaning the public level, everybody who uses blockchain, um, it's it's not a it's not a threat to the individual. Why? Well, mm -hmm. simply put, because your wallet address represents you on the blockchain. Mm -hmm. There's nothing yeah. more that you're giving out. Plus, no one knows your name. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So now the question is. Where's the benefit of blockchain? It sounds like it's more useful for, you know, the public, the individuals. Okay. So to answer it is, that question. It is. No, it does. Yeah, right. So now, so to answer the question, so is, uh, so to answer the question is that, yes, blockchain was designed with the public, with the individuals, you know, everybody out there, you know, in mind. However, in regards to businesses, this is where decentralized applications start to shine. And startups and existing companies can start utilizing blockchain through both centralized and decentralized means. And we'll discuss this a mm -hmm. little bit more. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, Sly, you mentioned decentralized applications. Can you explain more on that regarding the data security and privacy? Um, you said this topic is hopefully, you know, uh, there are businesses or those people who may want to go into blockchain technology, or they have already an existing company and they want to you know, include blockchain, that public blockchain can also be used in a secure way to protect data privacy. How about this? How about we take a little commercial break and then I'll get back and answer that question. Is that cool? Sure, absolutely. All right, let's take a break.
TNC is a live stream platform of online shows for people on the go. Please watch all our shows seen on screen. Imagine having your own show, your own playlist, your own content, but we make it easier for you. TNC aims to transform the lives of our viewers to engaging, authentic, and original content. Our vision is to become a global 24-7 livestream channel that showcases Filipino talent, global influencers, cultural intelligence, and ingenuity. Watch Crypto Chic by Molly every Saturday at 1.30. You can watch live on a replay via Facebook or YouTube. Follow us on IG. Listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Just search hashtag TNC now. For sponsorships, please email now at thenewchannel.com or send us a DM. Enjoy these live chain shows because we made them for you. All okay. right. So, so can we, can we um, now proceed <laughs> to your answer? All right. So here's the thing about blockchain is that because it's open, uh, it's an open, it, basically all major blockchains out there right now are basically public. They're open to basically everybody. But there are mm. services, there are blockchains out there that pro provide the service of what is known as permission systems, okay? So we need not look at blockchain not so much as a thing we call open or public blockchain because there are technologies out there uh, that use what is known as permissioned blockchain networks. Okay? Permission blockchain mm. networks. So if we can show that slide, please. Okay, so permission blockchain networks. Now, I'm gonna go slowly into how this works using a few examples that are out there in terms of what kind of services mm -hmm. that offer this, okay? So one of the best examples that recently just came out, however, uh, I think it's been out there for maybe about a year or two, it's called BSN or the Blockchain-Based Service Network, okay? Now, although most users may find that technologies coming from specific regions of the world kind of, you know, they're kind of skeptical. Is it really gonna mm -hmm. do what it says it does? You know, however, I would say that BSN has proven that, you know, public blockchains can be contained as an intranet type of system. So just so viewers who are not IT, you know, familiar with the IT lingo, basically an intranet basically is like for you and me right now on the show. I know we have viewers watching us. Um, I'm mm -hmm. communicating to you and you're communicating to me. Mm -hmm. That communication only takes place place between just us right now in this room, I guess, this virtual room, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. okay. Minus the viewers, of course. Um, but yeah, so what does this mean, you know? This basically means if we deploy a decentralized application on the BSN network, only a defined set of users, whether it be a wallet address or an IP address, and, and by IP address, you can look up on Google and say, um, you know, what's my IP? It'll give it to you. That's your public <laughs> IP address. You know? mm -hmm. With that, basically, you can um, only those who have the access can communicate, you know, with this particular blockchain or this particular, mm -hmm. let's say, smart contract. Okay? So it's a defined set of mm -hmm. users. Now. Just to keep things simple, the, the BSN network goes way beyond that because I'm actually kind of using, well, testing their services, actually. Um, mm. But, you know, what it does is that it, it keeps away the public, which could contain bad actors and sometimes and allows only those into using the decentralized applications. Okay. So mm -hmm. the term that I just mentioned is kind of like what we call blacklisting and whitelisting. Blacklisting just basically means we don't want this particular um, network, person, IP address to communicate mm -hmm. with our network. While whitelisting right. is basically saying, no, we want them to communicate with our network. Okay. Oh, in social media, are you saying you can't get through? <laughs> yes, they can't get through. Um, similar. Or communicate. Right? Yeah, very similar. Okay, so now just keep this in mind um, again.
this is not done entirely through the BSN network themselves. This is actually one mm -hmm. of the, the services that they actually provide. Okay. So again, it's not mm. that the BSN just outright blocks everybody. No, they offer the service mm -hmm. of who you can communicate with. Okay. Now here's mm -hmm. the fun part. Okay. Um, they utilize open blockchains like Ethereum, Bitcoin, and a few others. Okay. But they, what they do is they allow these open blockchains to become permissioned as mentioned. Who can communicate with my application? That's what I mean by permission. Yeah. So it's an intranet. So if I allow five people to communicate with my application, let's say on the Ethereum network, only those five uh, wallets, IP addresses can so communicate. Sim simply put, are you saying you are giving consent, right? Is that yeah, it? In a sense. It's not just that I give consent. Um, actually, mm -hmm. we can go a little bit you know, a little bit higher in terms of what kind of examples are out there. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So here, let's look at now, uh, before I go to a more higher level example. Okay. Because um, okay. I think the term CBDCs have been um, mentioned, but we'll, I'll, I'll get to that in a, just a bit. If BSN network isn't your sort of thing in terms of permission blockchains, there are other services out there uh, currently in the, there are other services out there, such as Parity, okay. Porta Blockchain, mm -hmm. Multi-Chain, and Quorum. Okay. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. this is just to name a few, and there's a whole bunch more in terms of blockchains that mm -hmm. are permissioned, okay, or offer the that offer permissioned uh, services. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, with uh, most of the money and businesses focused. Uh, on open or public blockchains, I would suggest users and businesses to start building on public blockchains first, then focus on where the data, um, the data security or the privacy, privacy is more prevalent and secure them with common industry methods. Basically, what I'm saying here is that, you know, as much as you want to go permission because it may suit your business, try mm -hmm. uh, developing an application or adapt on let's say Ethereum, you know, on a test net, you don't have to spend mm. real money and see where you can mm. develop from there in terms of securing or making it a little bit more um, private, I guess. Okay. So, mm -hmm. you know, dApps, they don't have to be uh, usually out in the open or totally open to the public. But, you know, if you are an experienced team of developers, you know, you can actually find other ways to kind of secure your decentralized application, you know, with other layers of security on it. Okay. Now, mm -hmm. you know, I can mention things like 2FA, bio identity, you know, face scan, uh, email verification or off-chain central. No, we get all database. these, right? We, we, we get all these from the usual apps day in and day out. Right. Usual apps. See, that's the key usual apps, but with decentralized application, no, with decentralized application, you know, it's either you're in or out, but what represents you is your wallet address. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so there's many ways to secure data and all that. So let's go back to permission blockchains for a bit. You know, is it better for business? Is permission blockchains better for business? So the answer is, is yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, go ahead. So, but why why do you think it is it is uh, better for business why well, well let's look at it this way when we look at permission blockchains again remember it's an internet you allow who can see the data yeah it's an internet mm. okay so just like any financial right. company user data privacy and security needs to be controlled so permission works well mm. in this environment again Okay. There's a public, just like in any company, there's a public facing side and then there's an internal side in regards to IT infrastructure. So, right. you know, when we, so when we deal with data, you know, you have to control what goes out and what goes in. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, last part is like transaction data on the blockchain. That part is public. However, when you start using permission blockchains, the transactions are stored on its blockchain. Yes. But in terms of it being permissioned, again, it comes down to who you allow to see the data. Yeah. Now, mm -hmm. this is what I mean by um, a more higher level um, example. 
So CBDCs just came out, uh, central uh, bank digital currencies, right? Um, mm -hmm. And you can take it one step further in terms of um, people. Can, can, sorry, can you see that a little bit? Can you go back to the CB? Because, you know, we, we have audiences and we want to introduce these companies to them and this uh, entity to them clearly. Like right. when we have Banco Central of Filipinas. Can you say that a little bit slower? So CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency. Yeah, CBDC. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. So whether they're using cryptocurrencies or something digital, something kind of like a what we, I guess, Gcash or something like that, you know, digital money. Now, when we mm -hmm. look at in terms of permission blockchains at a more higher level, such as government dealing with CBDCs, a permission blockchain will allow certain regulators to communicate, let's say, with the CBDC authority in terms of, hey, mm -hmm. if you are going to mint, not print now, this is cryptocurrencies, mint, <laughs> mint, yeah. let's say, a Philippine peso. Mint, mint is not a... Mint is not a mint that you eat, okay? <laughs> no, no. It's when you create. It's when you create. Okay. So now you have regulators, let's say internal from the government or let's say external um, regulators, kind of just making sure that, you know, the, the, the balance is there in terms of checks and balances. They would be mm -hmm. probably given access to the CBDC authorities, let's say uh, blockchain server, let's say, and really mm -hmm. review what's going on. However, because it's permission or, or on a permission blockchain or a permission network, only the regulators see what's going on, not us, the public. Right. So, mm -hmm. Now, you can apply that actually not just to the idea of CBDC, but let's say um, if you're a company and let's mm -hmm. say, you know, you, you want to get the BIR involved or something like that tax wise, you know. And you want to share the uh -oh. transaction information, <laughs> you can. It would be yeah. best to use, um, let's say, a permission blockchain instead. Now, I'm mm -hmm. not saying you know anything further than that. I'm just saying this is your option. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what you do yeah. is none of my business. But hey, you know, I gotta play both sides here. <laughs> so this I is know what, what you I mean. mean. <laughs> so. Just to kind of sum it up, basically, this means if regulators want to monitor a particular blockchain project, CBDC or what have you, check their balance sheet, the liquidity of tokens, you know, they can share that, um, you know, discreetly with another party because they provided the, let's say, the communication link to do so. So, yeah, and that's uh, that's pretty much okay. it. Yeah. So what we can say is that any industry out there right now, whether in your real estate, you're in um, finance, or any industry, there will need to find the blockchain that best fits their saying, Or whether it comes down to uh, data privacy or uh, which blockchain has least gas fees. Well, I believe it is important to understand that uh, there's a right fit for any company. It always comes down to its needs, Before going to, you know, integrate blockchain into their businesses. What we do know is that blockchain technology has evolved into this thing called Web3 or Internet 3.0. So what it basically uh, means is that cryptocurrency and um, blockchain technology has reached a point in where people often use other applications to send and receive cryptocurrency can now integrate blockchain with little or no code experience. So from people creating this uh, own token, token sa Philippines or anywhere else in the world, on Ethereum to building NFT storefronts, okay, Web3 has now simplified the process where the barrier to entry is no longer, can you afford integrating blockchain technology to now, are you willing to learn Web3 
and blockchain technology. So, we never had so many services, diba? Ang daming kailangan going out there that help or propel users, you as a user, and now as an audience or an individual, individual to integrate blockchain into your own project or their own project or business. However, that technology is now out there. Okay? So, yun ba yun? Tama ba ko doon? Can you confirm what I'm saying right now is that Iisipin mo lang is that, are you willing to learn? Yeah, actually, what you basically said is pretty much true. So when we look at what you basically just said, um, I remember when I first started off coding uh, or getting into the blockchain space, I knew very little about blockchain, mm -hmm. but as I continuously immersed myself, not just on mm -hmm. blockchain projects like community management, but actual mm -hmm. programming, and you know, mm -hmm. doing these projects, I, I realize what um, Web three, what blockchain technologies is all about. It's basically, um, and the services that are out there is that when I first began, I had to learn how to code. Fast forward to mm -hmm. twenty twenty two, yeah. there are services out there where it's like, just pop in your picture. How much do you want to sell it for? That's it. There's no coding involved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's correct, slide. So we actually have course on this that explains or teaches and helps you apply everything we discuss on this show today to suit your own needs whether it's a simple project or your own business venture or is already a company that you're working at it or working on it, it it's catered to beginners but i believe a majority of people will find it useful and can start deploying their own depths within a couple of weeks when they enroll into these courses. Yeah, so that's that's kind of true. And it's great that you brought that up. Um, I think <laughs> we're teaching that at Crypto Chick Academy, aren't, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, actually we are, we are, sure. So on our first course, it's called Blockchain Basics for Entrepreneurs. In this course, which we will be diving into uh, quite a few topics. Now one, wallet. Okay, um, wallets being we have a software and a hardware. Number two, an online wallet like MetaMask, BSC Wallet, Phantom. So under these topics, we have understanding MyNet, Testnet, Testnet faucets, how to send and receive tokens, coins, and NFTs, porting blockchain networks into MetaMask. Um, the third topic will be the difference between coins and tokens. Uh, token standards. So, what are really token standards? Understanding what is ERC twenty. What understanding what is ERC seven two one or one one five? Why it matters for business. We will also educate users on the Solana blockchain and the Solana ecosystem to create our own token and send and receive it to another wallet on Solana. Number four, which is very interesting, and I think um, a lot of people will be starting to be curious about this, is smart contracts. What are smart contracts? Why is it so powerful? What's, what's the purpose of a smart contract? How do they solve problems in business? Okay, that's where the money is being made, how to solve problems. And number five, is blockchain the right fit for you? Our objective really is the course on the crypto or Crypto Chic Academy is to provide you a hands-on experience and learn these technologies to help you prepare to what it is in the future and to increasing your knowledge and experience as your as you and your business progress. So, oh, I forget. Um, I forget to mention slide. Didn't you design this course? Actually, I did. Now, <laughs> uh, actually, I did design this course. Um, yeah, and the reason why I designed this course is because um, I've been in the blockchain space, I think, and uh, I want to share this with the audience. I've been in the blockchain space. Uh, I first started out in 2011 mining the Bitcoin, but it was only until recently, let's say around 2018, uh, 2019, where I started to say, well, I get the blockchain concept. I know it already. But I want to dig mm -hmm. a little bit deeper. So this is where I started my 
programming career or uh, I guess my hands-on career with blockchain okay as a community uh, manager at one point for uh, for an exchange and then I moved on to um, creating blockchain dApps smart contracts things like that so I got about maybe about three and a half years of experience in terms of blockchain applications under my belt I guess mm -hmm. and what I've learned through all my experiences is that and this is the reason why I, I designed the course is because I need people to understand it in the perspective of let's say you're getting into an exchange or a decentralized exchange how do I use my wallet mm -hmm. what's the point of my wallet or what about these yeah. what about these um you know these decentralized games out there everybody knows Axie Infinity and there's a whole bunch more out there but you do realize you're dealing with a smart contract right but most people don't understand right. that because most people are smart developers yeah, exactly right. and the thing is with all this experience i'm thinking to myself no we got to put this in the course because how i designed yes. it is i want to build a very solid foundation okay and get people to understand this foundation first before we start building mm -hmm. up the knowledge base okay if mm -hmm. we start up here everything else below doesn't make sense so this right. is this is the reason why i designed it to have to give people more of a solid foundation and understanding of in this case um you know blockchain basic blockchain yeah mm -hmm. so yeah well congratulations so on that sly um you know i want to take this opportunity to really commend you on this i know you put a lot of hard work and effort to really put this course together so that we can help a lot of people and be we'd be able to educate and uh, work them hand in hand you know, um, I just want to say in a world premiere right now, congratulations, you're a fantastic guy. And saludo ako sa'yo. I hope those of you who are watching right now do enroll in the course on the Crypto Chic Academy as with anything we do on this show. It's all about the love of learning and educating others to succeed. Isn't that all what we wanted? We all learn from each other. We connect to each other. And of course, we want to have all the possible possibilities of working together and hopefully while we're educating each other and learning this uh, blockchain technology we all succeed in our projects since we are about to close out on this show if there are viewers out there that have many questions for us we'll be glad to answer them just you know key into that keyboard whatever it is okay and uh, we'll be waiting yeah so yeah I mean what we want what we're trying to establish right now and again this is through the experiences of um, Zyra and myself is that you know when we first when we talk about blockchain and the communities out there what we want to do is you know get a community together that is probably interested in let's say trading or learning how to trade or maybe uh, blockchain development okay or just right. basic education on blockchain so right. what I've what I've come to realize as I'm designing these courses is that you know there's only really three uh three core principles which is basically the education the technology and the finance okay <laughs> and then from there you of course have you know your little subcategories as well underneath them. right so that's mm -hmm. the reason why i designed these um these courses the way that i did and and this is through a lot of the questions and a lot of the experiences out there that i've faced with many different communities like hey let's say in mm -hmm. trading you know what strategy works here you know of course, you know, as mm -hmm. my job at the time, I cannot give you calls, but I'll say, hey, you know, this is how you use a support line or this is how you use Fibonacci. Now, let's go to blockchain mm -hmm. uh, technology. It's like, hey, I want to create this app that does this for voting or I want to create this app for, right. let's say, this <laughs> voting. <and that." laughs> right. And the yeah. thing is, well, OK, let's start off with the basics. What do you need? This and that. And this is how you're going to do it. OK, very basic mm -hmm. stuff. And then when you look at the education mm -hmm. part, it's more like a lot of the questions start to sound the same. However, I took note of that because it's one of those things where we have to address it. If a lot of the questions are being asked multiple times, that tells me one thing, someone out there is not explaining it right. And that's the reason why that, <laughs> that question, that question keeps at, it needs to be asked. addressed. It needs to be addressed. Yeah, not yeah. ignored, huh? Address. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So sometimes terms... we just keep keep on pushing things aside, right? Because we don't want to like 
um, phase on it right now because it's delicate diba? and it's very sensitive. But in this case, there are a lot of things to explore and mm-hmm. to look into and address. Yeah, that's true. And exploration is going to be very key for you to under, truly understand the education. I mean, I can teach you about, let's say, whatever, trading. I can teach you about <laughs> Web3, use Ethereum, use Solana. Or I can teach you about blockchain. However, it's mm-hmm. actually more on the curiosity part. Because, again, just like any student versus their teacher, it's like, you're lying. And then when you look up and read the material and find out for yourself, it's like, oh, no, you're correct. <laughs> because it's the idea right. of the perspective of the student yeah, that I, I kept in yeah. mind when I wrote these courses. That's why I, I just couldn't wait. Because right now, you know, I, I'm a little bit overwhelmed with the... Uh, coming into our team I like they, they call and ask Zaire can you help us with uh, this specific problem that we want to address um, and and since we know that I'm into real estate some developers are now beginning to call me and ask can we look into the blockchain because we have no idea what's going on with blockchain we've been hearing about it but you know here in the Philippines we're not coming you know we, we cannot trust uh, all the things that we see on YouTube and, um, you know, I want to take this opportunity and say thank you for opening that up to us and would like to hear from you, would like to help you. We want to really know what are your pain points, what are the really uh, goals that you have set short-term and long-term for your team, for your company, for you. And that is definitely one of the uh, mission and vision of uh, Kripushi is really involved deeply into each companies and uh, like what you said a while ago we have to address them one by one and hopefully it will work and we'll learn from each other how we will be succeeding in the next few projects that we will be doing with them you know it's not easy nothing is easy in business anyway everything is all about effort and learning and understanding each other, Co- talking to your customers, talking to your team internally, looking outwardly with other companies you want to involve in. And now we're here, cryptocurrency is here and blockchain technology is here. Yours truly as crypto chic and Sly over here is willing to help you. So I'm your host, Crypto Chic, and my co-host is Sly over there. That's the end of our show today. And we'll see you next time on our next show where we will discuss decentralized finance, crypto, Amasa. All right, bye guys. See you guys again. Bye.